Arizona announced they're not going to have their total till tomorrow. So it seems pretty unlikely. I'm not sure I haven't done the math. Could Biden win without Arizona? If he, I guess if yes. Pennsylvania came through, he could. But that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> today? I'm, they're, they're not going to finish Pennsylvania today. No. No. But I think it's pretty certain that Arizona not announcing to tomorrow means we won't have a winner till tomorrow. Even if Nevada, which announces later today, does go for Biden. Uh, what time today was it? In about an hour, I think. Well, they, they moved I thought it, we decided oh, they moved wrong. it back. They moved it oh, back man. an hour. Ah. It was going to happen during our show, They're and now all it's hung over from gambling all night. Durr. So that's disappointing. Yeah, it is. Although I don't know, I'm kind of getting used to it. Um, you know that we won't know who the president is for a day. I'm used to it. Well, that's who cares. That's yeah. fine. We'll be we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, if you're some woke 23-year-old with not the life experience enough to tell me what time it is, much less, you know, what's justice and what ain't, this seems incredible to you, amazing. If you've seen administrations come and go and come and go, it's like, yeah, right, adjust our sails again, off right. we go. Um, do we do we have at the website that uh, young woman screaming at the police officer and spitting in his face? I believe uh, the powers that be were efforting that. So, yeah, I'm optimistic. Oh, we have the audio on it. Here's what it sounded like. You The cop showing enormous restraint for a very long time until she, emboldened by her idiocy, hubris, and college courses spits right in his face. So, uh, would that be a crime in any time? I mean, do you get the takedown? 100%. Uh, I wondered if that was just COVID-related or if that's just always a... uh... He was a little too gentle for my taste, but that probably makes me a bad person. You look at her, and uh, I I still want background on her. I want to know if she's, uh, like most of these people, are highly educated and from a at least middle class, if not above, a background. And you wonder, how do you get that angry coming from that background? She looks, well, she is completely unhinged. And there's thousands of these weirdos all across the country. Right. The whole, the whole, well, so I came across this yesterday. I wish I had the quote in front of me because it's really good. It's from Dostoevsky, who wrote in, I think, the brothers Karamazov, Karamazov. Um, I think he wrote this, but. He said um, he was uh, uh, he was an anti-socialist guy, a writer, Russian writer, one of the great psychologists of human nature in history, um, and, a, and a writer. And he believed that uh, the so-called utopia would people would be miserable, and and he's right. Mm-hmm. And but his actual quote is: if people had, if all people needed to do was eat cakes and worry about the procreation of the species, in other words, you know, eat, drink, and have sex, yeah. Um, they would immediately go around looking for something to break or ruin just for the excitement. Wow. And that's clearly it's what's happening wow. with these wealthy, highly educated kids who just have no stress in their lives. You, you're, you've got all the basic needs taken care of. You're safe. You got food. You got all the basic needs taken care of. You're not having kids, mm-hmm. so you don't have any of the responsibilities. And so what do you, you have the desire to go around and break something. Yeah, it gives you a purpose. It's strange. Young people in particular are prone to this, but young women especially. And there are films slash videos that exist of the screeching young 
revolutionary young woman in uh, in China during Mao's reign. I, I've seen it from Cambodia. I've seen it from Cuba and Venezuela, and and I'm I'm running through the roster of uh, would be utopias that have turned into dystopias. Um, and militant young women are always at the heart of it. And it's so interesting. You look at that video of that chick, just her, her rage, screaming fascist at some poor what son of a gun so who's mad about? making You're... 70 grand a year to get screamed at and spat at. What are you so mad about? Your life is fine. Yeah. You and all your friends, your lives are fine. What are you so angry about? That's that's exactly. It's the cakes and the procreating. <laughs> yeah. Dostoevsky uh, nailed it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Human nature does not change. He wrote that in 18, I'm guessing, 50. And it's absolutely true. Still today. You know how people talk about, could Mike Tyson in his prime have beaten Ali in his prime? I have this fantasy round table. Maybe you could recreate it by hiring like the best experts in the world to train various actors. But a fantasy round table of Dostoevsky, Huxley, Orwell... And I don't know, I'm sure Tim the Lawyer has some obscure thinker of great note that I've never heard of, but have them all sit around, watch newscasts, and talk about it. I mean, how great would that be? That would be good. Uh, We're we're trying to do kind of a paste-eaten simpleton version of it. (laughs) (laughs) Try to actually understand what's happening. But uh, we need to get to uh, an article I've I've teased a couple of times about how um, the bluest of blue parts of America, the Bay Area, California, how liberals are just, they're, they're weeping, they're gnashing their teeth, they, they're unable to function, they, they can't understand how Trump got more votes this time. And huge numbers of votes from people of color. Double that of McCain, for instance. I just wanted to share this with you real quickly. Uh, California refugee now living in Florida here. Uh, in response to your uh, bit about the California Hispanic vote, it got my attention. My husband and I fled California in June. She gives a little detail. Um, our two closest friends also live here, a Hispanic couple, both Trump supporters, by the way, had already relocated here. If the Dems really wanted to know why the Hispanic vote flipped to Trump, all they needed to do is ask them. Um, they've been talking a lot about the subject. Most of them are so alarmed they can't seem to shut up about it. Not that I want them to. It's not hard to find folks from Cuba, Venezuela, Argentina, or other countries that have had front row seats to what unfolded there who are more than happy to tell you why they voted for Trump. They hear the DNC's message, and they are very been there, done that, got the t-shirt. In other words, uh, in the words of a neighbor, rather, the Democrats' promises are very familiar, and it scares the crap out of me. With regards to Hispanics in South Florida, the DNC has a much bigger problem than they are acknowledging. These folks aren't rejecting Biden. They're rejecting the entirety of the DNC. I hear it from folks whose lived experience and personal truth includes socialism every day. That's really interesting. So they've heard the you'll all make as much money as you need and you all get free health care and you all get this and that. And they were then they and they bought it before their parents did. Yeah. And thought, oh, that'd be awesome until you realize that's impossible. The math doesn't work. Uh, right. And so exactly. they have to do really horrible things. And that's how you dupe the simpler people into embracing your rule. At which point you revealed your true colors to people who've witnessed that personally or their family history is that that argument is, hey, uh, I got a bunch of speakers from my work. They're in the back of my van here. Those people know that pitch. They know it's a scam. And so they came out and voted in droves against 
that, even if they personally didn't love Trump. I don't know if you've ever heard us talk to Gary Dietrich before, pretty good political pundit that we like and we've had on for years, and we'll get into some of the nuts and bolts of what's going on right now, uh, trying to figure out who's president, and then, uh, I don't know, I got a couple of questions for him about what the future's going to look like, I guess. Both parties really got to figure out who they are. More than I can remember in my lifetime. Wow. Clearly. Uh, All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Watching the vote counting, well, they're not, they're not actually counting. Well, they are actually counting votes. I can't watch the vote counting, but I'm watching some of the results, and it's amazing how close it is in so many states. Yep. It's just wild. You wouldn't mm-hmm. think if you tried, like if your goal was to hand out, you know, this many blue cards and this many red cards, and you all need to turn them back in, that you could get this close to 50-50. Yeah. It's crazy to me how some states are so wildly unbalanced, but so many are almost Perfectly balanced. Yeah. It's just odd. You wouldn't think that would happen. Gary Dietrich is a nonpartisan political analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at Gary Dietrich, and he joins us now. Gary, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. And the morning after, the morning after, you know, and the, for some people, the nightmare continues. By the way, man, it's, if you haven't heard the, what you guys are going to consider scary news for the U.S. Senate races, we'll have to get to that after the presidency, I guess. Well, let, let me hit 100%. the headline just for our listeners. Arizona announced they're not going to tell till tomorrow likely so we're probably not going to know a winner to tomorrow nevada later today is going to announce yeah so where are we with the senate do the republicans actually have the senate locked up or not well the answer this morning is no jack here's the deal Six forty-seven, forty-seven. right now that's where we're at of course the two independents they always lump in with the democrats because they caucus with them so 47 47 seats as they say yet to be called however of the six alaska um, North Carolina, I mean, Susan Collins, her, her opponent conceded yesterday, but that still has not been officially called. So there's three of the six that you put in the Republican column. It looks like pretty solidly. See, now you have 50-47. That leaves you Arizona. Yep, same state that we're waiting on for the presidency. That is trending Democratic, and I think most people would be surprised if it doesn't. That isn't a flip for the Democrats. Okay, that gets you to 48-50, two seats. Guess where the two Senate seats remain that are too close to call? Both of them in Georgia. One of them a special election. The other one, the uh, basically the re-election for David Perdue. Here's the deal. If, in that state, if the winner does not get 50% plus one, as we say in politics, it goes to a special election. Right now, you do it all over uh, again. In the, no, you well, eliminate everybody you, but you, the top two. You do right. You do the top two. Now here's the deal: in the special election, because as often happens, people will remember way back when Arnold got elected governor of California, we had five million two hundred twenty-six candidates. There was a huge slate of candidates, including a couple of Republicans that split the vote. So it was almost certain that the special election in Georgia was going to go to a, a runoff, and that is going to happen, looks like certainly that will happen January 5th. Here's the last seat. David Perdue now has exactly, and I mean, you go on and look on the website, it is exactly 50%, 50.00. If he drops below that, they have to take that to a special election too, 
which means that both of those seats would be decided on the same day. And I believe for both of them, it's going to be January 5th. Well, that would be the most expensive election in our nation's history. (laughs) All the money that would be poured into that would be unbelievable. Do we have any ability to look at the numbers so far and figure out whether the two Republicans are favorites in those hypothetical runoffs? Well, I, I think you would easily say that Purdue would already have the advantage in his race race, Joe, because it was basically those those top two. Uh, in, the, in the special election, I've been drilling down in that, the two leading Republicans, the two competing Republicans, got about 40-some percent of the vote. Um, but the problem is there's so many other candidates, and knowing where those votes would go is not right. always decent. Okay. So, right. so oh, that, wow. there's, that's where we are there. And now, why is this significant? And what happens? Okay, if the Democrats win both of those seats... It goes to 50-50. What happens then? Well, it depends on who is vice president, right? Because that will be the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. So if Biden-Harris win, and they win both of the seats in the special, then you have 50-50 with Kamala Harris, the tie-breaking vote on any significant matter. Mm. If, Republicans, if Republicans take one of those seats, then it's 51-49. Of course, if they take both, then you've got a 50, uh, what, 52-48 majority. So can you imagine, I, 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 know, I know both you guys' heads were going to explode when I shared this with you this morning, but can you imagine over Christmas time the true joy of waiting for the control of the U.S. Senate in two special election seats the first week of January? Wow, so if Biden ends up winning, that though would be such a huge deal, that election. Holy cow, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Right, right. Well, it would be a huge deal. It would be a huge deal, of course, Jack, either way. Oh, yeah, either way. Conversely, Pence would be the deciding vote. Right. Yeah, clearly. I just, I'm picturing if it were 50 50 with Biden in the White House, I'm hoping that the Republicans could peel off one or two of the super moderate Democrats to prevent anything truly crazy from happening, like the Democrats are always trying to peel off. uh, Collins and Murkowski, for right? Instance. But at least it's back on the table, though. Yeah, the it is. filibusters it back on the table and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and Oof. of course, Susan Collins. I mean, Republicans have to be ecstatic about this. Remember, Susan Collins was considered an endangered species. I mean, here's the thing that's remarkable, guys. We talked a little bit about polling. Do you know that I, I drilled down on this whole yesterday? Susan Collins did not get one single poll saying she was going to win the entire election cycle. Yeah, we Not talked about one. that. Mm-hmm. That, that. That is and astounding. She, and she's winning, uh, you know, uh, by a you know, fair margin. This is not razor thin in Maine. So, I mean, how, I how close is it? Do you remember? Is it like 10 points or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's close to double digits. I think we're in the high single still. Okay, okay. so if, they, if, they you, if you never led in a single poll on a single day and you win by double digits, that's got to be the end of polling. <laughs> I mean, how do you continue? And in Wisconsin, the Washington Post had Biden up, was it 17? And it's roughly a 50-50 tie, so. I think we've already determined now. It hasn't come out yet. There was a lot of drinking in that polling office when seventeen came out. <laughs> but apparently, I mean, somebody—they want to get it right. They make their money that way. You just can't. That's the thing. You can't. It's impossible. All right, Gary Dietrich, nonpartisan political analyst. We've got like thirty seconds for you, Gary. But uh, how? What do you like in twenty twenty four? Oh, shut ha! up! Ha! How? <laughs> how likely is it uh, Trump ends up getting the White House again? 
it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, you guys, I think, know the math. It was brief, so I can't go over all the different states. But, you know, Arizona is going to be really key for him. That's, that's huge. Got to have Arizona or Nevada, it looks like, along with Georgia, and make it work. He'd have to have a hell of a run. But uh, we'll see what happens uh, together. Gary Dietrich, at Gary Dietrich on Twitter. Thanks, Gary. Okay, guys. Talk to you soon. Appreciate the insights. And hey, Washington Post, if you want to be taken seriously as a newspaper, you can't print polls that have a guy up 17 and it's a 50-50 race. I don't think they care about being taken seriously as a newspaper anymore. I just think they want to have woke people click on them. The world has changed, Jack. Wake up. Grow up. Exactly. Wake up then, grow up. I should uh, hit you with my conspiracy theory. There are a lot of conspiracy theories out there. We'll play you a little about what Newt Gingrich had to say, what Rudy Giuliani has to say, but I have a conspiracy theory myself. Plus, the lefties coming to terms with the results of the election, which were far, far, far from what they'd hoped and expected. I've been promising that for over an hour. I apologize deeply and humbly. I take full responsibility. You're like those pollsters. You say one thing and get a different result. I'm a little like that, I guess. I don't know. So sue me. What are you going to do? All that is on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, quick headline. Arizona's not announcing till tomorrow. Nevada's announcing later today. The Republican Senate... Damn iguana-riding desert states. The the Senate is not clearly in the hands of the Republicans because things have gone hinky in Georgia. And somebody caught us, and they're absolutely right. We actually started discussing what the polling is for that special election in in January. Yeah, mind your own business. (laughs) We all need to address our own behaviors and figure this out going forward. Have you considered being good at your job? I think we we need to have an encounter group or a drum circle or something. That's how addicted we are to polling. We can have the conversation about how it's clearly not a science it's useless yeah. and then like two seconds later well how's the polling in georgia who's ahead and that, <laughs> no, i will uh, excuse me excuse me people what i was asking gary dietrich was <laughs> how did the republican and democrat do at the polls in the too many candidates to get 50 percent thing and gary said there are so many candidates in the race it's hard to say where those votes would go so that we weren't talking about polling. We were talking about the polls. Really, okay. a different name. <laughs> On the other hand, all you need to know about this here uh, video, because it's radio, it's only audio for you, is that it is a guy frantically zooming in and out on a map, up and down with a pointer. Um, and uh, it is a uh, parody of CNN for the last 48 hours. Ohio's important. Everyone knows Ohio's important. You're going to go down here in the valley between Columbus and Pittsburgh. And then you got the Aikman Triangle right here. Hillary Clinton carried this next to Canton. And then there's, of course, there's Wooster. But in 1876, it was a different story. Orville. This is a problem for Orville. This is a problem for Biden. Trump carries these North Lawrence down over here, to, up here to Canal Fulton. You're going to zoom in. You're going to zoom in and get up here to 9321 Triangle Circle. That's what they call it, right around Nickajack Farms. <laughs> 
Everyone knows that Nick and Jack Farms has always been Kerry Trump ever since 1884 when he only won 42% of the vote. We're going to go south. We're going to head our way south. We're going to zoom in a little bit. Right there, there's a green patch. We call this Elms Country Club. Back in the day, Elms Country Club is where, of course, Hamilton lost the duel with Washington. Everyone knows this is a huge Republican mainstay. We're going to back up a little bit. I never stop talking. I always just keep moving the map. We need more data. Of course, there's East Canton. East Canton, of course, runs east of Canton, which is just east of Massillon. And then Massillon's north of Nevere. And we all know that these are Republican hotspots. Perry Heights, Biden, exiting polls say that the 627 is backed up here all the way down to 77. I never stopped talking. I was told to keep talking. Never stopped talking. Keep moving the map. Everyone knows about East Sparta. But let me remind you, because East Sparta carries this. All right. <laughs> that is hilarious and barely a parody. <laughs> I mean, it's polling or telling us the 627 is backed up has been for miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's barely different, though, than if you played two minutes of the actual thing. Right. And to me, it, it's it's like we've got a drug problem as a country. Like, you know, electoral politics, horse race politics, and we need our fix, and that's the guy that gives it to us. I mean, because that's, that's nonsensical, that stuff. And I see it on all the channels. Mm-hmm. And why do they talk so fast, and who's that for? Well, and it's like, exciting. We're in such a hurry. we got to find out this one particular district, and that one, it's coming in there. It's overall. Go by. Why, why? Why are we acting like this? We'll all know in one to four days. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. It's fun. You know, the horse race analogy. I like horse racing. It's exciting. That's weird, man. Yeah, it is. That was hilarious, though. Kudos. What's that guy's name again, Sean? Uh, Michael Costa or Costa. I'm yeah, not exactly nice, sure. Nice job, brother. That's really funny. Uh, so what's your conspiracy theory? Go ahead. I like this. And then I'll finally, finally get to what I've been promising. So I was thinking last night, this seems like the result. If it ends up being Biden wins uh, the presidency and the Republicans hold the Senate, seems like the very result that all the powerful people in Washington, D.C. would love to have had. That if you got Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden in a room together and came up with a deal, this is the deal they would come up with. Biden is the president. Surely no more than one term. Mitch McConnell, and I guarantee you, at least half of the Republican senators would love to have Trump be gone. Kevin McCarthy, who's sitting like in the third row, says, can I get a few more seats? All right, Kevin. All right. But Mitch McConnell and a bunch of other senators. says, but I still get my majority. (laughs) And Biden doesn't actually need the the, the crazies of the left driving him nuts. As lots of people have said, his wish was to to win and have the Republicans control the Senate so he doesn't have to worry about packing the Senate or any of that crap that he doesn't want to do. I think this is the, the, it it could be the powerful in Washington, D.C., Ultimately, for the worse, I think. But the powerful in Washington, D.C. coming together and saying, okay, let's calm things down. The radicals on the left, the Antifa, the Black Lives Matter, the Trump, we're all going to calm things down. You're president. We hold on to the Senate. Everything stays calm. You in, Joe? I'm in, Mitch. And they go with it. Mm. That's a good conspiracy theory. It's difficult to pull off in a country where you're allowed to vote. I can't imagine Although how you pull it off. the answer to that would be, uh, there's vote fraud. The fix is in. Rudy's saying it. Newt Gingrich is saying it. Yeah, I can't well, imagine. I saw Molly Hemingway and Donald Trump on the Twitter just saying it. I can't imagine how you'd pull it off, but it is interesting that you got the result that I guarantee you all of the, the uh, what's the right term? The elite. The elite in Washington, D.C. wanted. I mean, yes. it's, it's no fake Melania theory, but I like it. It's good. <laughs> you and your fake Melania theory. I'll so show he, you the videos, Joe. So, <laughs> so they swapped out one Slovenian hottie for another? I, as long as they didn't kill the original one. But why the deceit? 
That's right. Why if somebody's lying, there's a reason for it. Why the deceit? Because original <laughs> Melania has taken the, the, the nuclear football and has gone into hiding. Is ready to bomb New York City if her husband loses. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, all this talk of it being a stolen election, you know, we got a little bit of time. Why don't you play me Newt Gingrich here? And, and Rudy. I think as they watch Joe Biden's Democratic Party steal the election in Philadelphia, steal the election in Atlanta, steal the election in Milwaukee, I think the more information that comes out, the greater the rage is going to be. I think this was the critical moment. This was the event when mm-hmm. they knew they couldn't beat Trump, honestly. And therefore, I think you're going to see an explosion of rage over the next few weeks. And you're going to see this entire result overturned. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? You know something? The Democrats do think you're stupid. And they do think you're fools. And that's why you get called deplorable and chumps. It's over. We're going to stick with this. We're going to win this election. We've actually won it. Just a matter of counting the votes fairly. I'm a Newt Gingrich fan, but him stating that the election was stolen in all those different places, um, that ain't going to help anything. Uh, no. I'm kind of used to people making these wild claims. Um, but it, it troubles me that a lot of you good folks uh, feel the same. Uh, I am 100% interested in seeing the evidence and in having sober people uh, describe what happened or what they believe happened. Um, when uh, Trey Gowdy, Tom Cotton... Um, guys like that are telling me, yeah, there's something here. I, I will absolutely pay oh, attention. without a but doubt. the internet, comma, Rudy, comma, and uh, Newt Gingrich? No, I'm not going to get crazy over that. Just because I know how, you know, the, the rabble rousers, uh, um, how they operate. Their job is to rouse the rabble. And so this is the way they're doing it this time. Sorry if that pisses some of you off or disappoints you or whatever. Um, I just, I'm going to wait and see. Why would I get mad now and and act as if I know a crime has been committed when I don't know? I will tell you this. Machine-ridden single uh, or machine-run single-party uh, cities like Philly and Chicago and, and, and the usual list, St. Louis and all. Um, not that that's a factor in this one, but uh, there are voting irregularities. A hundred percent. Cal Unicornia, the only reason... There isn't an army of attorneys descending on California right now is that it's so clearly a blue state that, you know, the electoral, the uh, the unnecessarily large number of electoral uh, votes that California gets aren't in doubt anyway. But I guarantee you, with the uh, vote harvesting that's legal in California and the fact that the crooks in the Capitol sent out a a ballot to virtually every address in the state, regardless who lived there or who moved or whatever, they didn't care. They just wanted them out there. Um, I think it's the voting in California is indefensible, but we'll see. The best lawyers in the world are working to uncover any untoward activities. And I think they will. And I think they will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but but Rudy just pronouncing that it's clear that the, the election has been stolen. Trump clearly won. I just uh, come on now. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. It'd probably be better for our career if I went along with it, but I just, I don't know. I don't have it in me. So that makes me an idiot. You had something you wanted to tell us you've been putting off? Yeah, uh, but it's too late right now. We have to do it in the next segment. But I will tell you this. 
great piece by Matthew uh, Lilly in uh, Reason.com pointing out that in a number of countries, states, etc., we use the example of France, huge surge in the COVID, all right, three times the, U- the U.S. rate per capita. Emmanuel because Macron is going to... Because of Trump's mishandling of that in France. Of course, right. Um, Macron's announcing we're shutting everything down except the schools. The schools will remain open because the kids are fine and they're not spreading it. If your school is closed right now, it is either their insurance company telling them we can't let them open or liberal politicians who are screwing your kids. Those are the two choices. Might be the worst thing that's happened in uh, decades in this country. It, it could be the worst failure in governance I've ever seen. Uh, you know, maybe prolonging the Vietnam War. Okay. Um, but it's terrible. It is terrible yeah. and indefensible. Anyway, uh, so a bunch of Bay Area, California lefties are are weeping and gnashing their teeth and burning incense and, and, and praying to goddesses and rubbing crystals, trying to understand how Trump got more votes this time around. The, uh, the column on this is unintentionally cute, and it's next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to a new survey, 81% of pet owners said that they've been treating their cat or dog more like a child during the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, great. A whole generation of pets who will grow up second-guessing themselves. Do I want to fetch that ball, or is it just my mother's voice? <laughs> wow. Kind of multi-layered joke there. Wow. Yeah, that went a little deeper than yeah, I was expecting. Yeah. Kind of Manhattan psychiatrist's couch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well done. So there's a piece in the Mercury News, which is the uh, the newspaper of record. I suppose it's a website more than a newspaper at this point. Uh, Silicon Valley, South Bay Area, California. And Julia Protisulek wrote a piece uh, entitled... Even if Biden wins, Bay Area Democrats are horrified. 68 million voters backed Trump. If there was ever such a thing as a soul-crushing victory, Bay Area Democrats might be experiencing just that. Supporters of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, have been praying for a euphoric election night, a bold repudiation of the divisive and chaotic years under Donald Trump, a resetting of the country's moral register. Well, you know, some of us think the country's moral register does need to be reset, but not the way you think it does. She talks about Democrats remain shell-shocked that President Trump just didn't keep his base. He expended it by nearly 5 million votes. So far, there's a bunch of states that haven't put in their totals yet. Says one woman who's quoted in the story. I'm going to leave her name out of it because I don't. I don't like the modern trend of people like getting hunted down and doxxed and harassed and mm. stuff like that. And I don't think y'all would do that, but I don't think it serves any purpose. I'll just use her first name. It's Amelia. With this pandemic and all the racial things that have gone on with the police and with Trump just saying anything he wants to say and doing what he wants, it's like, what? I'm just shocked it went this far. Um, and then uh, Democrats uh, certainly didn't get their statement election. Instead, to their horror. They realize that even though a record number, blah, 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 uh, their fellow Americans still support a president whom Democrats blame for stripping immigrant children from their parents, encouraging a white nationalist militia group to stand by, and routinely demeaning his rivals, such as calling barrier native Kamala Harris a monster. <laughs> and, then, and then they go on. Uh, so here would be my quote. 
to the uh, Bay Area liberals who, who tune in the show sometimes. Um, or, or you might have friends. Maybe you want to play them this segment of the podcast. Here's the problem. Speaking of the Bay Area, I happen to be a San Francisco Giants fan. I think Buster Posey is dreamy. When my friends say Dodgers suck, the Dodgers totally suck. The Dodgers suck. Nobody takes that as a statement of fact. Here's your problem. You've been listening to your cheerleaders in your media say things that are not true. And you've come to accept them as not only true, but, you know, truisms, things that should never even be questioned. Is the Proud Boys a white nationalist militia group? They're absolutely not. Is Trump a racist? No, he just handles racial conversations terribly. He's ham-handed at it. He's just bad at it. Um, Is it shocking to call Kamala Harris a monster? You just called the other guy a racist. Calling somebody a monster doesn't even mean anything. You mean like Frankenstein or the cookie monster or something in between? It doesn't even matter. But you routinely call people racist or good people and aren't racists. So quit clutching your pearls that somebody called Kamala Harris a monster. I'd like to call her an amoral liar, by the way. Um, which, you know, there are a fair number of them in politics. I just, this is so funny that people... And and there are several musicians in particular who I follow on Twitter, and I love their music, and I love their playing, but they are dyed-in-the-wool ideological bubble dwellers. And they state, like, in songs on stage, that the president's a white supremacist, and uh, and then when the part of America that isn't just drinking from your hose gets a chance to stand up, you're shocked and horrified that they don't think like you do. As a guy who for a living takes in all the messaging on all the sides, I'm telling you, you're delusional. You've been, well, you've been fed terrible information. And so you end up with delusional conclusions. On the whole race thing, uh, a racist, it reminds me, I was listening to the podcast with Sam Harris and James McCorder the other day, and I really highly recommend it. i got to listen to that. It's it's damned interesting. Uh, James McCorder is a uh, a professor, thinker, writer, black guy, and he thinks the whole Black Lives Matter woke crowd is insane and doing damage. But he made the point that um, the denying of how much progress has been made is right there in the fact, the way you throw around the term racist. It's only fairly recently in world history that racist is is a universally, almost universally, uh, bad word. Mm-hmm. He said racist has become like the word pedophile. It didn't used to be. Up until fairly recently, there were plenty of people that were out and proud racists, and you could be and run for office and lead a country and all kinds of things as a racist because it was a an accepted belief. Up until fairly recently in human history, like early twentieth century, mm-hmm. uh, early to mid twentieth century, you could be, you know, you could you could be governor of Alabama or whatever as a racist. Yeah, that's what I am, and that's why people are voting for me because they're racist too. It is now like being a pedophile. It's, no, it's no, such no, a, we've gone backward. There's no progress. You you so don't want to be a racist, and it's such it's so clearly defined by you know every normal person as something you don't want to be uh, that it's a bad word. 
And to act like that progress hasn't been made is crazy. And to start calling everybody a racist right. because they disagree with you're you. You're doing harm to the, the progress made. Right. Yeah. And which is why people like, you know, Thomas Sowell, James McWhorter, and, and a thousand, thousand other examples, uh, they're the harshest critics of the woke crowd and the Black Lives Matter, leading black people. But, you know, you saw that partly reflected in the vote and, um, uh, the Democrats lost significant ground with uh, Latino voters, Hispanic voters. Both of those terms are practically useless, but um, in Florida and Texas. There so a lot of, lot of the old narratives, they're just not true, and they're becoming less and less true. There was some rioting in New York City and Portland last night, opposite ends of the country. Over what? I'm not exactly sure. It looks like Biden's going to win, and they haven't announced anybody. What are you writing about? Well, and why but, are you smashing up New York and Portland where, that are so thoroughly blue? And I'd rather Trump won, but what I really want is them to count votes legally, and whoever won, won. Yep. Um, but if it gets announced that, hey, Trump closed the gap in Arizona, surprise, surprise, and Nevada. Oh, and look, he won Pennsylvania, and Georgia, and North Carolina. Trump is our president. If that is announced, yes. heading into the weekend, yes. Oh, my God, there's going to be an explosion of violence across this country. Don't take the plywood down yet. I think it'll be worse than if it had happened on election night. Because it'll it'll look even more like to that crowd there were shenanigans behind the scenes. Right. And (laughs) if it it turns out Biden wins and the special elections in Georgia both go the way the the Democrats and they get the Senate, there will not be widespread violence. Conservative America will not smash up their own towns. True. But the media will lie about it, so what are you going to do? We'll have it all for you. Armstrong and Getty.